universe. The graphic is important today, folks. It is. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.blog. Oh, hey, I'm Say Reed, and um, I'm around. Uh, if you're in WordPress Slack, I'm at Say Reed Media. You probably see me around. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of that podcast, go over and subscribe to it. We'd really appreciate it. You can find us where all the great podcasts are. And you can go hang out with us in Discord. Come into our Discord. Links are in the description down below. Click the, click the bell and subscribe and, you know, all the fun stuff. I'm going to go in and add icons to all the Discord channels. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I just Please want do. you to go know that coming it. in version 1.000001 of the Discord. <laughs> hey, we, we have, have a guest friend guest. on the show. Yeah. Not only do we have a guest, but we are in a special, we have a special guest and we are doing a special show for our special guest. We are. We're on, like, literally the opposite side of the planet. It's really, I think... Pretty dang close to it. Yeah. I was trying to actually calculate that out. I was like, how many... Where is the opposite side? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it in... Nairobi, Kenya is where it is for for us. Is it? Yeah, my son was over there, and he was was directly on the other side of the world. I've been... Yep. Fun fact. Anyway, uh, so our guest tonight is Leslie Sim, and um, we have, I've wanted to have you on the show for so long, Leslie, and I'm so glad that we were able to have you on to talk about something that is so important. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you can introduce yourself. Sorry. I'm just so excited. Yeah, how about it? Rambling. Oh, uh, I'm Leslie I live in Singapore, apparently not the opposite side of the world. Um, um, it's relative, though. Yeah. Yeah, kind of the opposite side of the world. Uh, I run Newsletter Glue, which is a WordPress plugin that connects to your email service providers like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign. Um, we connect to over a dozen email service providers and allow you to write your newsletters from WordPress using the block editor and you can you know write, publish, manage your newsletters from there. Saves a lot of time and also lets you leverage all of your monetization, SEO um, strategies that you're doing for your site onto your newsletters, which were previously just kind of hidden in inboxes. And then you have a built-in um, archive also. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just, it's, oh, that's like my favorite. It's like content once and then everywhere. Yes. And so you can like you know put your paywalls, yeah. do do all the things to it. Oh, I found fun. out that you also do a podcast. You probably do multiple podcasts, and I don't know about it. But one in particular that I've heard about just just today was one that you do with Matt. Uh, oh Matt yeah, Cromwell, right. Tell me about that real quick. Before I did not we're know that. Into this. Did you say Matt Cromwell? Um, yeah, Matt, oh, Matt is great. Almost he's a great. He's a lovely friend of the person, show. and he does everything, and I just kind of appear. I see you. I see you, Matt. <laughs> um, so like, these losers don't do anything. Though. It's all me. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, so that's um, a show called Glam That Plugin. And Love it. basically, we help, um, we have a whole, um, people sign up to get their plugins glammed. And so uh, Matt talks about the, um, the README, so like the description of the on the repo um, and also like pricing strategies. And then I go through um, their homepage and also their plugin um, settings and stuff like that. And like their like uh, conversion flow, like upgrade conversion flow. Um, Yeah. So we like go through all the details. Um, Wow. It's still early days. I think we have like one or two episodes out so far. Sounds really fun. Um, yeah, I'll have links in the description yeah. for you guys to check out. It, it it looks like such a fun, such a fun setup and it's such like a cool idea. An hour of nerding out. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know anyone who would like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's like kind of like a like a makeover show, but for plugins. Yeah, yes. exactly. Lovely. So That's cool. Lovely. I've always wanted to do that for like websites, but like it's way too involved. So like, yeah. I like the, I like the focus of plugin. Like that's a really like nice. Nice niche. So that'll just, we'll have to have you on to talk about that. In well, thank, the you for, thank you for introducing <laughs> us to it. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, so, so, phase three. 
Yeah, phase three. I, uh, you had some, so there's been a lot of talk about phase three over the past couple of weeks. I don't really know when those, it's just the past couple of weeks, right? That just came Mm -hmm. out somewhat relevant, relatively recent. Um, And there's always been talk about phase three since, you know, we heard about phase one, there was, there's the four phases. Um, And so it's like the fall of Gutenberg, Gutenberg, like seasonally, not like the fall of Rome. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, unless that's prophetic. Someone's going to like take a screen recording of you saying that and just like, <laughs> post it everywhere. It's like when we all found out that Web 2.0 was a thing and we didn't realize we were in Web 1.0. Oh, that's or that funny. HTML had versions. Who knew? Oh, English is so right. fun. Um, the autumn of WordPress. There we go. <laughs> autumn <laughs> of Gutenberg. Anyway, uh, we the um, collaboration, right, that's been kind of turned into the the watchword for um was the watchword for phase three and has now been a little bit amended uh by executive Bre- director of the wordpress project josepha hayden chumpum i can't say her last name Chumposi. thank you i like really worked on that Daniel. um i just don't like calling people by just their first name it's weird you know it's like they're like anyway uh more about workflows is what she was kind of, kind of it's being redefined more in that direction. Um, But I think that even more interesting is that in uh, the phase three article that Matthias, that someone can pronounce his last name for me. That'd be great. (laughs) Uh, Did uh, wrote recently where you had some really awesome comments. Uh, They brought up the admin. And that had not really been necessarily on on the horizon before. So I thought that was that was really interesting in terms of sort of shifting the scope, you know, so it's not just about collaborative writing. But um, we don't have to talk about that because what I really want to talk about are your comments on that post. So you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, what you were talking about on there? Um, yeah, so uh, let's rewind a bit, a bit and go yeah. big picture. So Matthias Ventura, 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 um, you got it. Recently, March twenty fifth, um, posted on the Make WordPress blog about phase three, kind of like the big picture. What's what the plans are? What's happening? What are the big themes that they're going to cover? Or maybe I shouldn't use the word themes. What are the big <laughs> things that they're going to cover? What patterns do you um, see? I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so like the, the things that they're going to cover in phase three. Um, this, you know, inv- includes publishing flows, real-time collaboration, um, admin design, um, something called library, which is a bit vague. Uh, and, uh, I have lots to say on the library component. <laughs> uh, long-time listeners of the show will know. I, I see you, yep. Brittany, looking at me. <laughs> yep. And, and yeah, so like um, those are all the things. And mm-hmm. since, you know, this is kind of like big picture here, the things you're going to work on for phase three, I thought I'd just kind of chip in and talk about a thing that I've been kind of been trying to slip into the um how is dialogue the general yeah slip into the dialogue yeah um of you know the the people that make wordpress um and that is about kind of taking a user user first or use case first approach um so I'm getting uh, an echo. Is that uh, me? Probably, or? Give it a shot. Maybe it'll say. Yeah. Ah, yep. okay, it's done. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it, it's kind of like taking a user first, user use case first approach um, to building stuff just because I guess that's how a lot of modern software is built these days. And I think it's kind of good. And I think like, you know, um, WordPress being used by so many millions of people, um, it's great if we could adopt that as well, um, rather yes. than kind of 
a way that we've kind of been doing stuff in the yeah. past. I um, think I think that what really struck me about this mm-hmm. point specifically was that who <laughs> and I know sort of the the larger answer to this, but what it's not clear to uh, to me, someone who follows along to the community where these features are actually being yes. pulled from. Right. Yes. And it's like, I, I, you actually made a comment, I think, where it's like, if you, if we knew that, you know, 50% of the user base was like, you know, really struggling on the collab- this specific part, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, you know, then it would make that less, not less negotiable necessarily, necessarily, but less of a like, why are you doing that? Because we would have the answer. Like we are doing yeah. this because of this. And right now it does, it feels like it's sort of designing in the abstract for yes. just for this sounds like there's some features that should happen, but would it be yeah. cool if, yeah, but, yes. but it doesn't take into consideration, you know, the multitude of ways like WordPress has been like, just, I mean, it's whole thing is right. It's expandable. So it's been expanded. We have done the thing that it says, that it can do and we've expanded on it. And I feel like this process, and I say this as someone who is an, currently a very active contributor and you know sees all the work that everyone does, but it, it happens in, in a vacuum, a weird vacuum because the community is like this core and then around it is the ecosystem. And the ecosystem knows about the community in, in the core of the make community, but the make community, like, are we just, ignoring the rest of it like there's this plugin called Revi- uh publish press right i'm sure you you've, we've talked about it on the show yeah, before yeah. they have like a bunch of different mini plugins that do revisions and different things that are literally part of this this uh this this kind of this phase so mm-hmm. it feels like we're solving problems that have already been solved and not looking like instead of standing on the shoulders of our own community, we're like just building the same ladder. Like we won't like ignoring what's happening around us. It's just, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't understand who we're building for. In the case of published press, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Steve, Steve is a friend and like I host a different podcast with him. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't realize that I that I was doing a bunch of podcasts, Jason, until you said that. And I was like, oh, yeah. You just thought they were meetings and then they start getting recorded. And then you're like, what? I I just, I said that in confidence. What happened? was like fun projects that I haven't been promoting at all. Um, I also relate to that, incidentally. (laughs) Not promoting Um, your podcast? Why would anyone do that? that? Um, But yeah, so like, you know, I think it's fine if you want to build something because some things really should be in core rather than be a plugin. And like, maybe there's a case for these um, features to be in core. Again, like we don't know because they haven't given us a use case, you know, um, yet. But assuming there is, like the other thing aside from that that bugs me is I bet they haven't even talked to, to Steve about it, right? Like to me, the first step should be like, oh, there's a guy with like hundreds of thousands of users who does this exact thing. Maybe we should ask him what, he thinks should be in core versus a plugin. He's probably going to have some really good ideas because he's done this for many years. And like, let's figure out how to make this happen. Right. Like that seems really reasonable. Right. I think Um, that there's a reason, like there's a, this, it's this weird tension again, between the community and the ecosystem, because on one hand, this person has solved this problem. Right. And I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. I'm using, I'm actively using it. I literally, I'm helping a client use the revisions plugin like I did it today. Like this is not like an abstract use case. Um, and the the um, I totally distracted myself now because I was thinking about my client. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> revisions plugin gotta, is what you're gotta, you're, <laughs> you're talking the, about revisions. Yeah, the revisions the revision plugin is. Um, a business, right? It's it's a, a solution that's out there. And I think there might be some tension between the idea that like that person's doing it for profit, right? Or and then mm-hmm. the the 
the core code isn't. So maybe on a certain level, there is like not wanting to copy a product that is a, a commercial product. But I think this is part of kind of just the something that we're facing because because it's taken a long time to develop core, there have been third-party solutions that have been set up and developed for all of these these different use cases. Yeah. And yeah. those are those are people's businesses and livelihoods. And there's this weird like, are we instead of incorporating it and finding a way to like almost absorb it or like make it part of, you know, this is so good. We need to like kind of bring it in, like not an acquisition, mm-hmm. but like an absorption. Um, but instead of doing that, we just kind of like ignore that it's even happening. And I think that might be mm. to like prevent copying almost like in a kind of like ethical way. I, I, but what ends up happening is that it, it becomes developed in the vacuum and then it just excludes all of that. And, and, then it really just feels like it's like just kind of taking that business away from it. Like it's just, it's just weird to ignore it. I think it it creates more tension than it might solve. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Also from like a product point of view, like because published press is already really established and they've solved a lot of problems. When you build something that's similar to published press um, and it solves, you know, 5% 5% of the problems and also not in the right ways. Um, people can see, right? Because they're like, oh, we're so used to published press. Like, obviously you would do it this way. Like, why aren't you doing, doing it? Um, and again, like, maybe you don't even, I mean, I, I think it'd be great to talk to Steve, but like, maybe you don't even have to talk to him. Maybe you just look at the plugin and see how they're solving certain problems, right? Um, and this is like the thing that so many people have pointed out with the block editor, like, page builders are a solved problem, right? All the page builders look alike these days for a reason. Um, And, you know, one could say maybe it's because everyone's copying each other, but I like to think it's also because, you know, there are certain UX patterns that are just common and that's what people expect. You know, like people understand that when they see an X on the top right-hand corner or something, it means that they can close something, right? You don't have to reinvent that. Um, Whereas I feel that um, with the block editor and with FSE, like, a lot of things felt reinvented unnecessarily. And, you know, I've seen like the number of comments I've seen on Twitter of people just saying like, if you had just copied and pasted um, Elementor into core, like people would have been happier. Um, that's true. Know? And like, well, except that's, for the performance. Like, that's all they need to do. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was like, well, we have one of those on the show. So, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. and, and this visibility. I, I, I use Divi all the time. I, I mm-hmm. love it. It's been, uh, I was thinking about it today in in anticipation of this show, like dynamic content. Why do I have to have a whole extra plugin suite for dynamic content? Like Mm -hmm. content post types have been a thing for a while. Like, so that putting, putting that type of functionality into core does is like, not like saying that someone's not going to use this, you know, Yeah. putting even something like, I mean, AFC, ACF, like, is it AFC or ACF? ACF just announced, you know, 6.1. We talked about it a little bit on the show where they're adding in uh, custom taxonomies and custom post types, you know, in order to like blend it all together. We've had CPT UI as kind of the, you know, standard for a long time for creating that generate WP. Like we have all of these like, you know, different tools that we use everybody uses to create these things that could very easily be created in core that like then could be used for everybody. Like, and I think this is part of why that use case thing is so stands out because are we just talking about posts? Like just right. You know what I mean? Like when you were saying the thing about like, what is a average website look like for you know what about a small business like that's who I use it that's that's, those are my clients you know are small businesses and nonprofits and like there's there's always custom post types and custom taxonomy and like user taxonomy and I feel like the like even just kind of going even deeper on the post is ignoring these like basic things 
Yeah. Like I think it I think it's kind of like what what Leslie was saying earlier at the very beginning of the show here is that idea of like taking stock or or looking at what the functionality currently has in WordPress and making sure that we can actually do that again and continue to do it. And we've 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 seen it time and time again where something something was built and it's a really great solution for it, but then they end up um not checking themselves and making sure that this functionality can continue to be used again. Something like ACF, those, those, those fields, ACF didn't build fields, <laughs> you know, fields existed in WordPress exactly. and because those fields existed in WordPress. They should be used everywhere. And this is where the whole Divi and Beaver builder thing comes into play. Like these, these folks figured that out and was like, this is going to be core piece of this technology. I need to be able to have fields show up and they skipped it. Like it didn't even exist. And that's yeah. kind of where it comes down to like, mm-hmm. like kind of reading the room. <laughs> you walk into WordPress yeah. and you look around and you go, what are you guys using? And everyone's like, dude, none of us are using this, but why are you so fixated in this whole idea of doing this like real time asynchronous, you know, building or whatever. Like some of those things, like I would love to have that happen. That would be great. I would love to not have that thing that pops up that says, you know, so-and-so is editing the page right now. I'm sorry, but you have to wait until they leave or their session times out or a cookie gets blown out or whatever, like whatever, whatever the technology is that makes that work. We like those sorts of things would be great, but there's some stuff that we just skipped entirely. Yeah. I, I spend at least an hour a day in uh, Google docs uh, just like uh, either uh, reviewing some internal content, uh, you know, going through and, and doing this sort of stuff. And uh, the idea of having a, a Google Docs-like experience for uh, WordPress, it, it is like a very like powerful selling point. There's, there's not really, uh, at least that I'm aware of, many CMSs that are trying to do something like that, trying to have this collaborative environment. And when you have a collaborative environment for content editing specifically, that's a really powerful thing. Like uh, having uh, also uh, outside of just being in like Google Docs, uh, I, I work on a, a product team and I'm in like Miro boards. I'm in things like that where um, you're you're sitting in this environment with, uh, you know, sometimes two other people, sometimes 10 other people, and you're all reviewing the same thing and, and somebody's off working on this thing over on the side and, you know, you're focused on your area and like if you like if if you ever uh get a chance like while other people are working in a mirror board like pull back and zoom out and just watch like all of the stuff that people are doing and it's it's wild it's actually like, funny that you of- say that because i tried to use a mirror board during a meet like a Google meet <laughs> I totally failed to get it just to, to share to anybody. I was like, uh, Google's like, use this board. I was like, cool. We'll use a board for this meeting. And I, I was like, ah, never mind. Just when it works, when it work. works, it's amazing. When it, yeah. when it doesn't. Yeah. You've, you've definitely got problems there. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big problem to have to land. Uh, Leslie in, in your comments, when we, you were, uh, your initial comment uh, that you put on that post, um, you know, in the real-time async collaboration, um, identifying um, the the types of users and use cases uh, that people might have for uh, this collaboration, it's it's a big thing. Like I said, I, I work on a product team and. Um, the way when I started uh, working on this product team, they decided like, we're going to start working in this way. That's a little alien to us. And it's actually been worked really well is what you outline here. Like let's interview these people that, that have these use cases and see how they're actually going to use the product. So we started talking to people and saying, Hey, uh, instead of us telling you what we're going to build and how cool would it be if we built this and then having you go, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Can't wait to use it. Why don't you tell us 
what you what pain points you're running into, what you need from us, so we can build a product that people actually want to use. Yeah. So I want to yeah. one thing I do want to say is that so and this is part of the weird division that I see is that some, so there are folks like Ann McCarthy who's been running the uh, full site editing outreach program who is do, who she they are doing uh, actual interviews and research. But even from the comments that I've read, they're actually interviewing editorial teams and like one type, like one area of use. And I don't, I'm not like, so media and that that type of thing, which is all very, very much content focused in terms of that collaboration. But there was a comment in that thing in the in the comments that said, you know, I bet there's a lot of WordPress instances that is one user and, you know, not that this is like, is this even really solving the, or, or meeting the 80, 20 criteria that is actually laid out in WordPress, WordPress's ethos that to put it in core, it needs to work for 80% of WordPress. That's like the ballpark thing. And, we're only talking to a certain segment of the audience of WordPress. Like, I don't know why no one's ever talking about small businesses. Have we all just decided they're going to Shopify and it's done? Like, we've given up. I don't, I, I feel like small businesses are just like, like, we're all like, oh, writers and bloggers, <laughs> like, whatever. I'm like, but we're all small businesses, like, all of those people. You know what I mean? It's not just about content, it's about monetizing your content. It's about, the membership plugins that you use. It's about, you know, emailing out your content and that type of stuff. So are we talking to, for example, the plugin developers who run uh, a plugin that, you know, ships out your content like newsletter glue to all of these things? Like what could, what could make that work better or what could, you know, what is missing that has to have workarounds instead of, just assuming that this group of people is going to have all the information for 80% of the the use cases out there or that those specific use cases are going to have the information for, to meet that 80%. Like it's, it's just not. How, yeah, how would you want somebody to think of the cat bloggers, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the Fortnite streamers. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, the Fortnite streamers. I was I was talking about this on the pre-show. My my sister's uh, partner is a Fortnite streamer. She's kind of famous <laughs> at Jess Weymouth on all the things. Uh, oh, but, okay. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know. Ad. Where's she that ad money? She doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, 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 like, no. If you get any mentions, bring it over here. Uh, but is she, she not using a WordPress site, right? And actually, that is really an interesting market right the the um linkedin bio the link tree mm. that market of people who are like website why would i even bother with all that i've got you know a list of links which is essentially a blog roll like i tried to get to someone's website from their link tree and there just wasn't one there mm. yeah there was no website there so like mm-hmm. wordpress is hard well websites, yeah. you know we're not making them necessarily making them easier like we're not broadening the scope of who can come into the, we're just like really drilling down yeah. on these i think these use cases that aren't necessarily representative of the breadth of the ecosystem yeah. and how, and how would you how would you want it to be how would you approach that though like would you want them to be like you know, every, I don't know, six months, a year, like show you like here are all the different types of um, people that are using WordPress. And like for phase three, we're going to focus on these, like, you know, these circles of people or like. I mean, I don't, I, I don't necessarily, in my opinion, I don't think it's like has to be an ongoing thing. I think WordPress is 20. Has there, like we do a user survey every year, but it's all about like, you know, do you use make money using WordPress? And what like every year I take that survey and I'm just like, why is there nothing that like really contributes to understanding the community here? You know, like we're not asking the question to get those answers. So 
I don't know, a comprehensive survey of the community talking about these use, like talk about your use cases, like let's set some up, you use this use case and get it out there to the general people who are building and, you know, working with, working with WordPress the agencies, the people who set it up for all their clients, your clients, you know, and, you know, just get a broader perspective. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think we have that. And I think yeah. that's what really spoke to me about your comments. Like you were like, especially what the about these one. people? What about these people? And what use cases like, and, and what you said was even if you don't, if you, if we knew what, like how, where that data was coming from, you know, are yeah, 50% the, of the people like using it for blogging? Like this one right here really got me because I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like WordPress's admin does look dated. It does look dated. I understand. But also WordPress's admin has a lot of issues with it if we want to make some huge changes. You're going to break a lot of stuff. I think the only thing that's probably not going to break are those, um, I'm not going to name any names, but those those plugins where the entire screen gets overtaken by yeah. the whole screen. You, you, you boot it up into the, the, the form editor that you're going to now be able to drag and drop across the entire freaking thing. I don't know if you, I don't like making, making changes like that in admin. I think if anything, it's going to be great to get rid of those bars up on the top, all the notices, but they're just going to find another hook to jump into. And they're just going to put that stuff in there in a different hook. It's like, I don't know. We, we, we just did weird stuff in that admin and we allowed for a lot of people to just do very like, I'd say even close to toxic things in the admin that just makes it very difficult for someone who's, you know, either managing somebody else's website, their customer's website or what have you, or the customer themselves is going to log into the website. So if we're talking about, you know, who's making money in in WordPress, I think, I think the people that are making those plugins that are overtaking these, you know, (laughs) these things are definitely making money in WordPress. But also, I and I haven't seen this yet, but could you imagine if you're if your client logged into the dashboard and there was essentially like a timer set? So after like 90 days of the website being launched, this thing pops up and says, Do you need help building a website? Do you need help managing your website? And this plugin just goes and takes over the front page of the of the WordPress site, telling your customer, don't use these people, use this instead. And well, we made this one little dumb little theme or this dumb little plugin that you have installed on your website. Like those sorts of things could happen. It was like if AI takes over. (laughs) No, just just if somebody just had uh, something in the dashboard that would just go and like hold it hostage. Oh, wow. I've never thought about that. But those sorts of things could happen because of the fact that we have allowed for such an open way of managing the, you know, the uh, the dashboard. And, and being able to, I mean, you get people that put all sorts of weird crap over on the left-hand side of the dashboard with blinky lights. I've, I've literally seen like marquee tag style stuff going on over there telling you that, that things are happening in the dashboard and you should click on my thing. And it's like, you're not that important, man. Well, I <laughs> At least you got rid of the giant cartoon heads, right? <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, so I have a question though. So um, Leslie, you, you put these amazing you know, thoughts there on, on the site. And, you know, there's some, a little bit of dialogue mm-hmm. uh, back and forth. Do you, how do you like, so you are, you are to me a, a use case for the community, mm-hmm. right? Like you are a plugin owner. You are, so you're a developer. I think you're a developer, right? You do. Yeah. Uh, not a developer. You do uh, like, you know, whatever plugin owner. So you do the you are aware of the development, like updates and all of that, <laughs> that part of it. Um, so you, you kind of have that, you know, use case happening. And then, you know, you're a business owner. So you're like the, the money making side of it. Right. And then you're also involved in the community. You're part of the media landscape. You know, you're, you're talking about the community. You're involved in, in the ecosystem. But how do you, and individually, 
as someone who has a lot of thoughts about this, how do you either feel about like where your comments go in terms of feedback or how do you then, or how do you like seek to advance those ideas? Does that make um, sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I think like I used to get really upset and like, I used to be like really emotionally involved in this stuff and get upset when certain things happen or not happen. Um, and I've just kind of stopped, which has been really good. Um, so I'm a lot less involved these days. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think that's good. Well, um, I mean, it's good for you. Of, I don't think it's good yeah. for the project, I would like to point out. I think that's what ends up happening. And I, I still want to hear mm-hmm. your answer, but we lose so many good people all the time because their good ideas and their good comments are just sort of dissipated into the ether. And people feel like, well, I don't need to be bothered I don't need to bother to give my feedback here because it's just going to evaporate. And there's, you know, I'm wasting my emotional, mental energy and my time even mm-hmm. bothering to, to give this feedback. So yeah, we've, it is good for you. I'm glad that's good for you mentally, but it is, it is to the deck to the loss of the community. And like, that makes me sad anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah. So, so, so I guess like, um, I've I've tried to narrow my focus so like instead of getting involved in all the WordPress drama, I just get involved in like one aspect of WordPress drama and like or build a podcast around it. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that's that what I've, we did. Like, <laughs> or um, multiple the thing podcasts. That I, like kind of yeah, um, yeah. So like the hill that I've decided to kind of I'm not gonna say die on, but like the thing Live that on. I've decided to focus, yeah fight for yeah um is this like product management thing um just because i think it i mean it affects me directly but it also affects everybody else who um has to use wordpress and like gets frustrated every time there's an update that um feels funny i guess um is a nice way of putting it um yeah and so like with with this for example i've kind of been trying to see these thoughts to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Um, so I've like talked about it on um, probably, I don't know, all, all sorts of places. Like um, I guess like the Make WordPress blog is one of, one of them. I've like, if I can share my screen for a second. Yeah, go for it. Possible. Yeah, let me just uh, turn mine off here. There you go. Yeah, well, Leslie, I do I do see you pop up in a lot of conversations in uh, like the post status Slack as well, mm-hmm. um, especially around that stuff. I, I know that you've uh, you've been really great, like you know, weighing in with your your thoughts there. I always uh, when I I'm I'm pretty quiet in the post status Slack, but uh, <laughs> when I scroll through and I see one of your your comments on uh, something that's going on in the community, I'm always like. Okay. Okay. Like I'm gonna maybe maybe I was skimming past some stuff that uh, um, someone else said. I won't call anybody out. I'll be kind. Um, but uh, like I always I always stop and pay attention when I, I see oh, you and stuff. Yeah. Appreciate that. What is this? I, I yeah. want to. Yeah. Like, so I've never. So seen this, this is something. This is something that um, I created after. Um, being grumpy and talking with Mark Zara about, so it's the same like product management problem. Um, and um, we were thinking like, you know, maybe if we kind of gave an example of what we hope to see, then people would have a more tangible understanding of what I say. Like, so, so it's not like this crazy person in the side, you know, over in Singapore, halfway across the world saying like product management, product management. Um, and then people like mishearing and saying, you know, project management. Oh, we have that. We're like really good at that. Um, we don't have that and so, for the <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, what what I've been trying to do lately is like be more specific and give more examples of what um, I mean. And so, even like, sorry, I haven't even talked about this yet. But like, going back to um, like the make WordPress thing, like that's why I was really, really specific with my examples, um, like really spelling it out so that people could see exactly what I meant. Rather than, you know, like I could have just said, like stopped here, right? Like one thing I love to see is more use case approach versus an abstract approach, you know, like submit comment. But that 
would not mean like that would mean a million different things to a million different people. Um, but like by being more specific, then people will be like, ah, I see what use case means. Um, and I see how this can be helpful. Um, and so, sorry, long, um, long prelude to, to this, which is um, we wanted to kind of explain like how, how it would look if you, if we, like instead of, yeah. So like, instead of starting out with here are the features that we're going to build, um, let's figure out who wants to use this or let's figure out how we can build this, which is kind of been um, historically the approach like, oh, let's build collaboration. Now let's figure out what that goes, what goes into it. Or let's build a block editor. Now let's figure out what, to, what goes into it. Um, we thought like, or I thought it'd be better if we had like a problem first based approach, which is a different way of saying use case based approach, right? So like figure out the problems um, that, are occurring in the WordPress ecosystem? Like what are the stumbling blocks or the obstacles or the hurdles that are either making it harder for people to grow their business or making it the reason people leave WordPress or what, whatever the case, right? Um, and then like once we have like clarity over the problem space, then it becomes a lot easier to figure out like all the different ways that we can solve it. Um, and I feel like... Um, Right now, like you, you, and the thing is, you can see it from the way they phrase um, these things are phrased, right? So it's you know, um, here are the here are the phases. We're now in the third phase. It's going to be centered around fostering seamless collaboration, right? There isn't any mention of why, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and the things that are not being said are indicative of the way that people are thinking about these things, meaning, you know, so sorry for all the flipping, but um, so if you, if we go to Matthias's um, original post on thinking through the WordPress admin experience, which she wrote last year, um, it was very like, here are some initial ideas and like design concepts that I've come up with. Um, you know, they are very, uh, in the early stages, um, let's kind of play around and think these things through. Um, and that phrasing suggests that um, it's very feature-based approach, like, approach. Like, you know, let's think of these ideas. Um, in contrast, like what I hope um, the posts start to sound like would be more like after speaking to plugin developers or after speaking to XYZ, we learned that you know, ABC was a problem and here are some design explorations that could potentially address this problem, right? So similarly, like with phase three collaboration, like instead of it just being like, we are now planning its third phase and it's going to be centered around fostering seamless collaboration. I wish that it would instead say, uh, you know, publishers, bloggers, editors make up 60% of WordPress and we know that all of them are using Google Docs to write and then copy and paste into WordPress. So we thought it'd be better to streamline all of that into WordPress and work together with them to figure out what that new world will look like, right? That's like such a different um, approach to the whole thing. And when you change your approach in that way, like everything else necessarily changes. And like the the solutions or the features that you develop could have a lot of overlap with what you would do in the current way that they're planning on doing things. But everything else, like, it's like, you know, like ask two, two people to draw a forest and like, yes, they're like both drawing trees, but you know, the way that they've done it is so completely different. Um, and that like the paintings at the end look completely different. And I think like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, it's really hard to kind of, see so I, I i've been like trying to constantly point this out to people yeah i think um, that that's also what i was talking about in terms of the sort of existing in the void because it's almost like these features are like so they've been this is this what we want to do and then it's like going out to get that you know get that opinion that that it's like uh, what is it confirmation bias right i'm going to go mm -hmm. get that and see how the people who would use these this feature 
need to use this feature instead of even so so it's even even the research is feature based like yes, exactly. it's not even it's not research trying to be yeah it's not trying to find out the information it's trying to address this feature so i i really that mm. really makes a lot of sense also i think I, you're probably going to get there but i just wanted to say you're you mentioned in your use cases you know uh, the idea that if everybody has 40 plugins, we should be looking at that in terms of like as a starting point. Right? Oh, that was so frustrating. Yeah, and, on, and on your that design that you just showed on that 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 Matthias was, you know, brainstorming. There's like it's like no one, nothing. They're like not in there, and it's like okay, so where do all the plugins go? Are we just going to shove them into this design? And that is, I think, because they don't have the information of being able to look at all of these like m monstrous installs that we've all seen in our lifetime of, you know, like three slider plugins and like whatever. And the like, like that's a real thing that exists. And like, mm -hmm. that's a problem that we're not solving because if you're looking at a, a fresh install and being like, how can I reimagine? Any, anyone can design for a fresh install, install right? And make it pretty yeah. That's right. not the reality right. of WordPress. No, so, and, and that that because the people who are coming up with the features and imagining how they should work are not the people using it. They are not not designing from reality. Oh, that sounded really yeah. harsh. I didn't well, quite mean it like that. I just meant like they're not designing from, you know, really these use cases the, the multitude of the use cases, right? They're 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 looking because they can't. It's not that's not a limitation of them as human beings. That's just like, or I mean, it's not a fault, character fault. It's just if you are, you know, a designer a working on WordPress, you're not necessarily building out, looking at people's, you know, hundred plugin sidebars. So you have to go ask, and you have to go look, and you have to go get that information. So that you can have that be part of the design, like the 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 just the design conversation at all. Otherwise, and I think this is why we I keep feeling. I think we all feel this. We are disconnect. Like we're having a different conversation. Like we're all yeah. over here saying, "What about this stuff?" The, and the, like a lot is happening over here of the people who are really like actually making the software and making the decisions about what goes into core and what doesn't and all that. And that those folks just don't have the information. They're literally we're on, like a vacuum. We're on two different tracks. Yeah. We are, uh, we're, we're going in the same direction, uh, but we are on two different diverging tracks. I don't, and our I don't destination think they are necessarily divergent tracks. I think we're on the same train. I just think it's more like kind of, you know, that that uh, adage or whatever about the blind man and the elephant. Like the one blind man has the tail mm -hmm. of the elephant. And they're like, it's a stick or whatever. And then the other one is like at the leg and it's like, it's a tree. It's a tree trunk, you know? And unless you have the perspective of the other people, you you have yeah. a narrow perspective and it just isn't the whole picture. And I feel like what you're doing and what I've seen you do in the community is be like, hey, bigger picture. Let's look at and what you're really advocating here for is a data approach, a data-based approach to making those decisions and making so that the decisions are informed by the data. Instead yeah, of just conform in an abstract world. Yeah, when I was looking at the the document that Leslie was was kind enough to to share with us here on the the video component of the podcast, um, one of the things that I I noticed and saw and really appreciated was that um, you have like a the problem statement there, um, and um, I could see those being broken down, and as we um, on the product team I work on, uh, we're really big on. Uh, user stories and for people who aren't um, familiar with that sort of uh, thing, uh, effectively when you're building a new feature, a new product, uh, anything that you're adding, um, you have a very simple, um, like almost a Mad Lib, uh, if you're familiar with those. 
uh, and it's as a blank type of user, I want a action, the blank, an action, so that uh, I get blank this benefit or value. So uh, effectively having um, stories and and having uh, kind of as we kind of uh, hinted to earlier, uh, talking to people and the way that they're using things and the way that they're building things, uh, having those requirements in place. So saying, um, you know, as an editor, I want um, a way to approve uh posts easily so that I don't have to go into the editing interface to, um, you know, to actually approve a post. So what does that look like in the new admin? And you give yourself this, this base of a story. And uh, as like developers who are diving in, even on these open source projects can say, Hey, I've got this, this idea of what my user wants and needs. Um, and, and this is, uh, of course, this is something that uh, in WordPress, because we've been doing this for 20 years now, like, you know, just a month shy of 20 years, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot to, to change our development practices to this. But, but having, um, you know, folks like yourself, Leslie, and, and others pushing us to do this, hard work, I, I think can only end up just being a benefit to the project. Yeah. I think the one, the one highlight that I want to pull in regarding what, what Leslie was talking about was that idea that the words that were written about collaboration were not written in a collaborative sense. The, they were written in a directed sense. Like they were saying, mm-hmm. we are going to do this and we are going to end up in this situation as if it's already been predestined, <laughs> as if we've already figured it out. But the idea of not writing about collaboration in the document where the, the title of the blog post is about mm-hmm. collaboration and the words that are being said in the way that they're being described is not collaborative. It is very much so from a higher, you know, that same hill that you I don't want to die on. But looking down, this is what I'm. This is what we're going to do. But it's uh, but it's an, a benevolent uh, dictatorship, say. Yeah, benevolent dictatorialism. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think there's a lot to talk about here even in a larger sense in terms of the community and um, you know, how that, what, what feedback means, especially how that is received. And, yeah. I mean, you know, are you giving feedback on something that's a done deal? Are you giving feedback on something mm-hmm. that's going to be iterated upon with your feedback and you're getting report, you know, like what does that mean for us being in this kind of collaborative community so I, I would like to talk more about that in the future. Maybe we could have you on again, do another midnight episode. Oh. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're like in a uh, major, major overtime. Um, major overtime. Major overtime. Okay, can, can I just say one thing before? Of course. Before we do. Yeah. So, so like, I guess like the way that I think about it is I wish, so like right now it seems like we're in like feature factory mode. <laughs> and it's like we've built, we've like decided on the features, and now let's get feedback on the things that we've already decided to do. Whereas what I would love is if we were we start we had like a whole other um, section on top of that, which is like the problem. You know, like what are the specs? What other? What's the problem area? What's the um, PRD, which stands for Product Requirements Document? You know, like these are you know, and like start here, and then I'd love to see like that document um, exists and then people argue about that. Cause like right now we're all arguing about this and this is too late, right? Like we've already decided what the solution is going to be and that's too late. Like I want like a level above that and like people arguing like, should we do collaboration? What does that look like? I don't want to do collaboration. Let's do something else instead. And like, like sure, we're still going to have like lots of people unhappy, but then at least now we're going to be arguing about the right thing, which is prioritization. Cause like we don't even get a say in the prioritization right now. Um, and like that, I think is what um, I'd love to see. And like, you know, if someone wins out, like there's always going to be winners and losers, whichever like section we're arguing about. But like at least this time, like it's clear, like 
okay, you know, so-and-so won, won um, this like prioritization thing you know, this time around. And then in the next release, we can like all get to argue about the prioritization that time, right? And like, we don't get to do that right now. And so that's kind of big picture what I'm trying to kind of push for. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wonder if uh, these user stories do exist, but they aren't part of the community purview. Because... Uh, I just wonder because we're all over here being like, these things aren't happening. These things don't exist. And maybe they do. Maybe they're just more of an internal thing that's happening that isn't. Um, and and then that is being shared like after that process, but that process is not being shared. So, I mean, that's a possibility. I don't necessarily, I, I don't, it's hard. The, the sad thing is, is that we don't know, right. We're, we're working on an open source, open working in public software. And I'm, I guess I, I have to be like, I, I really don't know. There could be user stories and some data happening somewhere that is not being shared, but I'd like to assume good intent and just assume that that's not happening and that instead we just have kind of been, you know, so busy building the cart and running the cart and going down the hill with the cart that we haven't had time to take stock of it and uh, revise our practices. So maybe instead of just worrying about modernizing our UI or modernizing our admin, we should also look at modernizing our software development process yeah. that we're, we're in, you know, like, because yeah. now, right now we're just like, oh, we're going to use this old fashioned process and then put all this modern design. And I don't, I don't think you can necessarily be modern with a, a if we're sticking so closely to a roadmap that, was developed, you know, a long time ago. Like these phases of, of Gutenberg, you know, that was a while ago now. It wasn't just five years ago, right? I don't know how long ago it was. But I, I also think it would help if we, I, I also think it would help if we did this. If we just like defined who user is, <laughs> I think that would probably help out a lot too. Number because two. like, because like, <laughs> I don't know who the user is in this like am i the user as the person who's like using wordpress is right because the, there's a lot of ways my, to use it you is my customer the user back end who's user? getting bombarded with pop-ups like who's the user like who who's actually using this thing and and because like the admin is very much so who's the user <laughs> the admin doesn't know either and but half the, the admin, half, half the users I worry like, right now I feel like the admin is fairly neutral. It may be not super modern, which I don't, you know, it gets cluttered for sure. But like, I don't know, it feels all right to me, you know, not as yeah. like drag and droppy as some other things. Okay, fine. Um, but like, I tried to use Webflow the other day and I was like, this is like Adobe Photoshop from like, <laughs> 2004 i i so i don't know what modern necessarily means in terms dream of called yeah what so um but i think that we really need to like not just just not just redesign it like it's not just a visual problem like that yeah. is the entirety of ui and if like if like exactly what you're saying, Jason. If you don't know who your user is, then how can you design a user interface or a user experience? Yep. I just and and if your users, that's us, keep being like, hey, maybe that's not how we're using it. <laughs> maybe we're the users. Maybe we're the admins, or maybe we're the the customer who thinks that they're the admin, but we just change <laughs> their role to be a little bit different. So they're they're not actually an admin, so they can't really see all of those things that we're hiding. I think it's time for a little bit of a WordPress existential crisis. This actually tags <laughs> in. I'm gonna. Now, there's actually a a ticket for this in the marketing team right now. It's called "What is WordPress." Not kidding. Ooh. So I will uh, put that in here and y'all can join that conversation because, you know, it's not about like the deep dive here, but it is something that isn't defined right now. And it's kind of like, oh, did we skipped that. We should probably get back to that. 
Leslie, anyway. I want to say thank you very much for hanging out with yeah. us. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. There's there's only a few times that we've gone over and we we've we've essentially recorded two episodes. Like that, oh, that yeah, kind of what happened. <laughs> It's kind of wild. <laughs> but you know what? Like, you, you were so worth it, friend. You were worth it. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. I, I didn't realize these were half an hour episodes. Yeah, they're half an hour episodes. Well, you know, yep. this one wasn't. <laughs> this one was not. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing you didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Here is our outro. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, uh, this federated thing called TIL Vids, and uh, join us on our Discord because there's some there's there's a cool channel called WP Naval Gaming that you should come talk to. Talking, it's good stuff.